Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, except no South to a full house den, dear listeners. I'm surrounded by strange faces and people looking for their seats here in Block 1. Um, just shows you what a little bit of success can do for this football club. As you can hear, the two teams are on the pitch. Mill in dark blue this afternoon. Middlesbrough in there, familiar already. Unbeaten in six. The Lions are within touching distance of the playoffs. Four points separate us from the sixth spot. Middlesbrough in eighth position. Millwall in ninth, so big, big time football here at the Den, who'd have thought that just a few weeks ago, not me, that's that's for sure. Your Lions this afternoon, one change, uh, we have Bart Bielkowski, Bart Bielkowski in goal, Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Dan Ballard, is in today, across the back three, either side of them, Scott Malone, Danny Mack, midfield will be Billy Mitch and Jules Savile, up front, Mason Bennett returns with Tyler Bureau being um, rested to the bench, Bennett Gafo and Jed Wallace. Millwall boss Gary Rowett held our resilience as we dug in as he puts it for that nil-nil draw up at Blackburn. It wasn't pretty, not one shot on goal has, has become famous around the, uh, the football scene. But that was a big, big point up there. Another big game today. This is, I don't know if it's a must win, dear listeners. It's a really, really good to win football match. And the atmosphere is rocking. Beautiful sunny afternoon here at the Den. I think it's kids for a quid day, a lot of children. There's a school party taking their seats earlier on at the front of Block 1. And Millwall Hysteria is in the air. There is the hint, the hint of the top six. Player football. Dare we dream the promised land. Premier League will be aghast at uh, this possibility. Jed Wallace, of course, speaking to, uh, I think it was um, News at Den, said he felt the Premier League would, would relish it. I, I'm not so sure. I don't know about the owners. The fans might do. I'm not so sure the owners will. It's a 
sure some of the fans will either. It's going to be Middlesbrough kicking us off. They're going to be attacking the Coldwell Lane end in the first half in accordance with legislation passed under the venerable bead in 9th century Anglo-Saxon England. Millwall attacking the away end. Beautiful sunny afternoon, bit of a breeze, flags fluttering proudly in the winds. Lovely day for football, dear listeners. Big time football at the Den. Away we go. Pressed full by the lines, that's gone all the way back to the yellow card. Goal given Matt Mason Bennett. Followed in very nicely indeed. Much the approval of the Millwall players. Falls to a throw in. Lines are going to come out of all guns blazing in front of this. I think it's officially a sellout. I think people are still making their way into the stadium, but it was listed as sold out. Not often you see those sentences and Mill official tweets, is it? Um, yeah, if you've ever been on the in the centre of the pitch, I know um, a few people have over the course of time. It's really amazing how these stands are seem to, to push in on you when you're out there what it must be like to be in front of a full house I'm thinking of the big atmospheres of the past Everton, Huddersfield you know the ones, it must feel like a giant um, trap as I think Coldblow Lane was once described, so whoever designed this stadium back under Regsburg did a job, did a good job for me Middlesbrough breaking falls, they've won a free kick approaching the fourth minute centre halfway inside the, uh, the mill half, a yellow card for Jake Cooper, that's harsh as the uh, Borough player took and turned they, they got thumped in a week, 4-1 at Sheffield United, they will be looking for a, a response today looks like the seven's going to take it he does, it's over It's onto the crossbar, wow that's headed wide Bart had his hand up, he actually went onto the crossbar the, I presume he would have had it covered if it had been any lower as it is, it's uh, hit the woodwork. Jed now, ball breaks in midfield. He's trying to feed it through to a foe, but he does find him. As the Pelsier ball across the box. Danny Max overlapping on the right. Can he get hold of it? He's done well to get some touch on it. He keeps possession. Six and a half minutes on the box. Middle work, nice space for Jed Wallace now on the right. It's going to be on the right side. He's corner. Lions pressing forwards in their own right now, dear listeners. Set pieces have been particularly um, successful for us lately. Clearly not in a week, but previously we've scored from corners. Then it comes out from the right from Jed. Seven minutes on the clock is towards Murray Wallace. It's going to go for a goal kick. Ball breaks. This is Middlesbrough coming down the middle of 47. Bart's down. Ball bouncing around. Most brilliant defensive work by the, uh, the middle back line there. Bart, the ball escaped him slightly, but that was, uh, I think, Jake Cooper back there too deal with the situation but the Middlesbrough players almost threw on goal in 11 minutes two good chances for Borough so far hit the woodwork and that was an almost uh, moment there where they're free in front of goal chap next to me he's got his kid on his shoulder it's going to be a long half of football <laughs> that's going to be a long half of football my neck's gone now I'm not helping you out I tell you <laughs> not with my back <laughs> All the kids on their dad's shoulders. Oh dear. Game comes to us 14 minutes. Open game of football so far. Middlesbrough have had two good chances. Lines have looked bright coming forwards without making anything decisive. Saddle clattered in a half one by the 26, who seems a rather surly man. 47 looks like a speedy player. Breaking from midfield here, listeners. He gets clattered by Dan Ballard. Free, uh, yellow card and free kick did catch him 
but made it a proper one. If you're going to do it, make it a proper one is my is my uh, maxim. The Millwall maxim, actually, isn't it? One of the first things I remember hearing at Cold Lane. I've probably said this many times, but you have to forgive me because I'm age is a wonderful thing, but you start to repeat yourself. But one of the first things I ever heard was if you're going to going to hurt him, hurt him. And he was a dangerous player. He's still down on the floor at the moment. I think he'll be okay. Bit of fisticuffs down there. Scott Mullins trying to assist the 35 onto his feet. Suddenly we've got um, fisticuffs. 35 tried to uh, have a dig at, at Scott Malone. I think the atmosphere is getting to some of these boys. Scott Malone and uh, the 35 will be spoken to. Let's see what he does here. He's already been waving cards around like it's a uh, poker night. Yellow for Scott, yellow for the 35. Only 18 minutes in, listeners. Now the referee's having a word with the um, Middlesbrough bench. Calm it down, he's saying. Calm it down. Not a day for calmness. <laughs> he's come to Zamba Road on big, big game day. You're not going to get calm this year, listeners, are you? You're going to get frenzy. That's a loose ball. It's been blood and thunder stuff as we hit 22 minutes, listeners. Uh, three bookings already, four bookings if you include the Middlesbrough. Wow, that took a, took a yellow. Three Millwall and one, one Middlesbrough from memory. They've hit the woodwork, they've gone close. And Millwall have looked bright in turn, coming forth without being any anywhere near a goal-scoring opportunity. But it's all go. It's a day of um, blood and thunder and drama. That's how we like it, is it not? Got one of the kids watching me now, wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> Podcasting is a thing of endless curiosity to kids. Involves microphones and speaking. This ball by Murray Wallace gives Middlesbrough a chance to break forward. So we get towards 23 to 26 on the edge of the mill penalty area. That runs loose, thankfully. Great tackle there by, by uh, Jake Cooper. Nice one, two on the left. They've got some speedy players. He's gone down. I think he was looking for it, the referee saw it and don't like the look of it. No penalty. 23 and a half. Here comes Jed breaking down the right side. That pace, what can he do? Cross was into the uh, feet of the uh, shadowing defender, unfortunately. It was a very difficult chance to uh, break forwards. Boozer for the uh, Middlesbrough player to try to faint that, that penalty. Poor kid nearly went down the gap between seat and seat and back, standing on it. He's nearly slid down the gap. You know what I mean, listeners. But he's all right. He's all right. 35 come down the right side now. 24 minutes. Ball into the box. That's cleared after a fashion by Jake. It's on the edge of the bill penalty here and hoof clear by by Jules Savile. Jed cuts in. Little chip ball. He's trying to find Benigafobia. He does well to take it. The defender was back with a crucial, crucial tap behind from the left-sided corner by Moraes. Almost a moment there. Nice little flick forward from Jed Wallace finding Benigafobi, who controlled it well, but the, the uh, Middlesbrough defender was just there in the right time. As we tick towards the 30-minute uh, the mark, Mill playing some nice, intricate stuff. It just gets a little bit over, over complex at times, but also the ball over the top has paid us some dividends this afternoon so far. Jed being shown the yellow now. This referee wants to get someone off the pitch. We can ill afford suspensions and sendings off, listeners. So you don't need me to remind you of that, do you? 
not with our injury list. Nice work, Danny Mack earns the encouragement of the crowd. Strong challenge, and Riddlesbrook play arriving on the floor. The magic cocktail for the den. Haven't heard that one for a long time. From old school chance, making a couple. Always welcome, old school chance. And Bennett, 38 minutes. The crowd don't like the seven now. And the temerity to get injured. Injured in South Bermondsey is a capital offence. Some of the passing has just been slightly off-key so far. That's not a criticism, it's a full-blooded fixture out there, listeners. It's um, no place for old men. Ooh, across the box, wow! From the right side from Middlesbrough, that was cleared in front of the, uh, the in front of Barton on the six-yard box. It's going to be a right-sided corner, 30, 40 minutes, 40th minute. Opportunity there for Middlesbrough listeners, Lions dodge a bullet. Lions just living on, on, the, uh, on their nerves a little bit these last few minutes. Middlesbrough have had some possession and they do move the ball around quite nice. They've had probably the most um, decisive scoring opportunities of the half so far. They're just ticking towards 41 minutes waiting for this corner. In it comes from the right, deep, 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 bouncing around. It's bouncing into the penalty and cleared. A moment there where I feared it might fall to a red shirt free and open in front of goal. Benicophobia being physically manhandled wins a free kick on the halfway line to the uh, the applause of the den. It's been pretty much the story of the half from the middle perspective. There's been some good work done. The final ball has just been a little bit wanting. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ball back from um, Scott Malone to Bart, who almost lets it run past him into the net. Oh, this ball skids across the, the face of the mill goal as a consequence. Lions dodge a bullet, 43 minutes, almost a self-inflicted error there, listeners, I'll tell you that much. Right-sided run forwards, Scott Malone plays it um, eccentrically, he dribbles it into his own penalty area, and it kind of skids over Bart's foot. One of those moments of madness, about you forgive him everything, that was a wonder save in midweek world-class save and he goes and does something silly like that as it is we've just about dodged the bullet there's the half-time whistle half-time nil-nil it's been an all-action first half without any um, goal mouth action from the Millwall perspective Middlesbrough by contrast have hit the crossbar they've had a couple of opportunities over the course of the game to uh, got the ball in the net so the Lions will probably be feeling well pleased to come in at half-time uh, with a clean sheet still um, Second half, I can't ask much more in terms of effort. I'm not sure what we're going to have that's going to break matters down. We've, our balls over the top have just been slightly um, off, off key, as I've said already. But there we are at that break. Uh, a good game of football. No shots on goal. Nil-nil. Achtung, Mailball. Players are out for the second half, dear listeners. Mill will be attacking the cold blow in the second half in accordance with the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. I thought we escaped that first half by the skin of our teeth a little bit, listeners. I know that um, it's been a, an unbeaten run of six games now, but um, there is a certain wing and a prayer quality to it, and I thought we, we certainly um, got out of that, got out of jail at times in the first half, but we, we don't look, um, may not have created a shot on goal, but we don't look bad going forwards. It's just not quite clicking for the Lions and going forwards at the moment. Ball comes in, it's going to be a left-sided corner for Millwall. Chance for Millwall early to uh, make their mark from a set piece. 
going to be Scott Malone to take it from the left. Coming towards the 49th minute now, and it comes. It's a deep one, far post ball. Murray Wallace headed onto the crossbar from deep. Unlucky. Early chance from Millwall. Just shows you what we can do from the um, from the corners. I mean, Jake Cooper obviously has gone on a, a, a scoring run recently. I believe that was Murray. I'd have to see that again in the moment sometimes. I get a little bit confused at this distance, listeners. My eyesight's going on me amongst anything, many other things. Fatigue will be playing a part in this, listeners, won't it? I mean, you know, it's a Saturday, midweek Saturday routine. And largely is, I think. There might be one week. We've got an international break, I'm telling a lie, coming up. That'll be a, a welcome, welcome chance for some rest and recuperation. But it's been a relentless um, February and March. Crowd trying to get behind their Lions. Referee going over to the Lions. An officious referee this afternoon, listeners. Referee going over to the, uh, the Linesman. Someone been trapped on the pitch. I think it was a great posting in the week. It was a full house this afternoon. And um, I can't remember who the young lady was who posted it, but she said that full, full den is great, but you do get some strings down there. Ain't that the truth? Both sides playing open football, listeners, as we come towards 58 minutes. Throwing. Taken quickly. This is Mason Bennett, who's slightly faded from play. But here he is now on the left side. It's a ball dice, ball into the box. It falls to Bennett a phobia. He takes and turns. Oh, it falls in... Oh. Overhead kick fell into uh, Scott Moore, just couldn't uh, put a foot on it. It rolls through to the goalkeeper. Big moment. Great work, Danny Mack, by blocking that throw out as well. Mill keeping the pressure turned up for the Max listeners. That's a loose ball, unfortunately. We've got to stay on it. 60 minutes and Barrow will bring away. 60 minutes, game is wide open for either side, really, listeners. This is, this is now Jules Savile on the right side. 62 minutes. Out wide is Danny Mack again. What can he do? Ball's floated in. That's going to go for a right-sided corner. Now it's time to, to uh, crank up the pressure valves. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Jed Wallace takes 62 and a half minutes. It's floated deep. It's, oh, it's on target header. Pulled out from underneath the, uh, the top left-hand angle of the post by goal. A great save, in fairness. Tense stuff, to be absolutely honest with you. Some loose balls, unfortunately, from Mill at times. Give the ball back now to Middlesbrough. 64, until 65 minutes. Great defensive work by Murray Wallace over on that left side there. Bamboozles the man. He does his nut for the linesman. Mill Crab will love that. Not good sign. Who's that down? Is that Malone? and then it comes out Lovelace comes in interesting move big game for Zach Lovelace well, fair play for Gary Rowan for making that call a shake hands afterwards surrounded by bloody kids listeners bloody kids I've got, got them everywhere <laughs> I know it's the future of the club and all that. Here come Middlesbrough. Well, it's going to be an education for the children in the crowd. Some kids are quit, though, isn't it? 
What kind of education? I'm not sure. Sexual education, perhaps. The game has turned into um, a bit of an attritional battle. Both sides will still feel they can get something out of it, but equally, the fear factor of not getting anything out of it is starting to uh, come into their thinking. I've got a kind of like a kindergarten playgroup going on around me, listeners. I've come to the football and I found myself in uh, a Montessori class. Lovelace getting a tall telling off. Well, again, he's needing attention, so he's hurt him, which is um, sound and Millwall advice. We're back in play. A couple of minutes break there, listeners. All falls now for Jed Wallace. What can he do? All down the channel. This is Zach Lovelace. A little bit of pace in the middle attack. That's just a wayward pass there. Pursued by, by uh, Scott Malone. Brennick a Oh, he's put the ball over the bar and living a D. Huge, huge, huge chance of Benick. Did really well to work the space. 85 minutes. Um, took the shot and it was just over the uh, right corner, right sided corner of the goal. Huge moment. That may be in our moment, listeners. As it is, we must be down to uh, whatever seconds the referee allows now for the game to continue. There it is. Nil nil. Um, probably a fair result on balance. I uh, man of the match from the middle perspective, I, I like Danny Mack this afternoon. Um, otherwise, a really good team effort, but in the end, not enough to be decisive. So there it is. We're going to be back after these messages. Mill nil, Middlesbrough nil. The unbeaten run continues. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. So I could have a little think, um, but sometimes I think there's an element where raw emotion or raw straight after the game is a good idea. Um, I've seen a couple of comments, including um, our very own Achtung Mills uh, Twitter feed, being about a blood and thunder type game. Poor referee, and I agree the referee wasn't great. Um, the amount of yellow cards in the, what, the first 20 minutes, four, four yellow cards to Mill and one to and one to Middlesbrough. It's a really 
good referee. And I mean, there was there was a couple that yeah, you could argue were 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 yellow cards, but they, they were harshly given. But it was a the second the second half turned very whistle happy for me. Um, it, it was it was going to go that way because it had to go whistle happy and just block for silly little fouls. Because if he would have kept going the way he was going, there wouldn't have been anyone on the pitch. It would have been called off. Um, I think first half moves were with a better side. I think uh, they they obviously hit the bar early on as well, and um, they I think they just kept the ball well. They were confident on the ball. They didn't really panic that often. Mills that off them, um, which obviously helped Middlesbrough as well. In all, I didn't, I didn't. I wouldn't say it was a boring game, even though not a lot happened. Um, it, it's, it's certainly not one of the more dull nil-nils, but I think this was the mill where we were running out of ideas at times. I mean, balls, balls were play, being played up to a Fobe who brought brought them down, you know, reasonably well, um, and. With, with better with sort of better attacking play or more wide players more in tune with what a phobia is trying to do you could have, you could argue that they should peel off him better but again this is where you're missing a number nine because some of those balls that were being played up to a phobia would Bradshaw have let them go over his shoulder instead of trying to bring them down like a phobia did and actually run onto them nil nil he says it moves for a good side all Chris Wilder sides are good sides and you can't and you can't take away anything from them. They were organised. They kept the ball well. They passed the ball well. And 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 they knew how to play the game, didn't they? Let's be honest. Every time there was a little clip, that was on the floor for ages. And every time, you know, there was every, any 50-50 contentious decision, they'd be on the floor holding their foot or their leg or whatever body part they were feigning injury with. So, nil-nil, you take that. And even though there's some people disappointed, dear listener, let's be brutally honest, a couple of months ago, the absolute dross we were watching. If you, they would have said to you back then, seven games, unbeaten run, five wins, two draws, a few points off the playoffs and clean sheets against the likes of Blackburn and Middlesbrough when you've got a few players out, you take that. So let's be positive. The train... The train that has been uh, heard on Acton Mill over the last few weeks might might just be sitting at a station for a little while while it checks its destination and checks what time it needs to get to its final stop. But at least it's still rolling, so come on your lines. Hi Nick, it's Tony Martin here. Long time listening to your podcast, but first time caller. Um, it's been a lot of chat this season about whether you'll row it in or row it out. And I've got to confess, I've been on the outside of the debate for quite some time because I just felt someone else could get more out of this team. Um, however, I've got to say, based on current performances, I was wrong. Um, I don't know what's changed. Something has clearly galvanised this group of players, and Rowett's got to take enormous credit for that. Um, I do think the injuries might mean the playoffs are a stretch for us, but to still be in the shout in the current circumstances is pretty remarkable. Uh, anyway, thanks for the great work you and everyone does in putting this podcast together. Uh, I'm off to microwave my humble pie. Cheers, mate. Take care. Thanks. Oh, hi, Nick. It's Angelo here. Um, just wanted to say, really, yesterday I thought it was a great performance. Uh, we have three excellent chances. Um, we just need to nick one of them, really. The Cooper header, the Murray header off the bar, and, and obviously a Phobie's got that great chance as well. Uh, a bit, I was a bit worried when Hutch went out injured because normally we do crap without Hutch. But when you look at the when you look at the stats, we've conceded one goal in six games, and that was the own goal from Jake Cooper. So the defence has just been absolutely brilliant. You know, we, uh, all that's let us down last couple of games is it, it, obviously the forward players. You know, if we can just uh, 
nick a goal here and there, we, we you know we can win these games one nil with the, the way the defence is so brilliant. Yesterday, Danny Mack and um, Billy Mitchell, outstanding. I think them two were just unbelievable. Billy's getting better and better, and Danny was just excellent. So great point, and uh, let's see what we can do against Huddersfield. Come on, you Lions! Achtung, Milwaukee. Just couldn't find that that breakthrough. Yes, I thought it was actually quite a good game. It was quite a feisty affair. Um, the referee certainly um, enjoyed the old yellow card, didn't he? So, um, but no, I, I could understand there was quite a lot of challenges and a lot of moments in the game. Um, but I thought it was a really competitive game. You knew that Mid- Middlesbrough, on the back of losing to Chris's old team, Sheffield United 4-1 last game, they'd come out firing. I think overall. If I'm being honest, I think we probably had the better chances. I think most of theirs came from set pieces. Um, Tavernier free kick that hits the bar. Um, a couple of moments, set pieces that drop. We have some good moments ourselves. Uh, we at the we at the bar. Um, Scotty Malone has the best chance of the game. It's, it's, it's you know he ends up in a good position, bending overhead kick, and it falls to Scotty in a box with no one near him, and his touch just takes the ball away. So yeah, it's a difficult game, difficult period, but. Once again, we're nine games. I think we're something like nine games. I think Fulham are the only team that have beat us. I think we've won five of them and we've drawn three of them. So I can't be critical of the players in any way, shape or form. You know, it was just an effort today. We just couldn't quite get what we wanted, which was a win. Yeah, we've got players coming back. I think we've, you know, I think that's a big thing today. Um, you know, we're not a million miles away, I don't think, from Shea back. We're not a million miles away from Tom Bradshaw back. Um, you know, I don't think Keith's too far away or Lenny either. I know some of them have been out for a little while but um, we always knew really it was about could we stay in a competitive position and try everything we could up until this international break. I think then we get a chance to, stay, to take stock, we get a chance to get some players back in and then we get eight games at the end of the season where we can go and enjoy it with a full squad to change games and I think that's been a difficult thing. You know, We haven't really been able to change games Evo today felt his calf in the warm-ups. I wasn't able to put him on. Dan Ballard got through it brilliantly well. Scotty felt terrible, really ill overnight, got through it. So there's quite a few players that weren't at full capacity either. Um, and I think it's one of those games that just we just couldn't quite find that last little bit. But I've been pleased. I've been pleased with the effort. I hope the fans can see how hard everyone's trying to win games of football. Um, I think we all should be pretty proud of the players today. Huge thank you to everyone for the voicemail messages. That last voice you will recognise as being Gary Rowett from the uh, the club's new rather annoying app that they use for post-match interviews. But joining me on the show now is a welcome return to Steve Evans. Welcome back, Steve. Good to have you on the show again, mate. Yeah, good morning, Nick. Good morning, everyone. Um, you were a little bit disappointed yesterday, Steve, going by some of your, 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 your posts. I didn't know if that was... Um, you know, genuine disappointment, or whether you, you know, just just suffering with a bit of um, post <laughs> post injection blues. I don't know. <laughs> well, post match depression, post injection depression. Yeah. <laughs> How do you see it in a cold light of day, mate? Nil, nil, middle for a nil. I mean, obviously, I think still, still this morning, it was a bit un- considering the occasion, what was at stake. I think it was a bit underwhelming. Um, yeah. Normally, when there's a big crowd in the den, you, you'd probably expect more of a performance. I thought in the second half, we didn't really get up to what we were capable of. Obviously, the first half was a lot of Borough having the ball. But I did expect us to come out in the second half and do a bit more. Obviously, we had chances. Their goalkeeper, the save, I was stood right behind that. And I thought it was a brilliant save. How he clawed it out, I'll never know. 
Yeah, um, some safe, some safe. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, just overall, I just think we we could have bought more. But then, having said that, we were saying after the Blackburn game the other day that it was a good point considering how tired some of the players must be. That's probably not going to change much in a three day period. So I'd say it is still a good point considering where they are, where we are, how other results went yesterday. Didn't overly go against us, but obviously Luton are playing QPR later on. Yeah. So yeah, but we're still we're still in it. So that's probably the positive you take from it. Well, that was my. I mean, the impression I got from the the interviews that Rowett did, Gary Rowett did after the the game. Um, he, he made one point about um, the injury crisis, which we were all aware of, um, and the fact that in April, um, after the international break, that there's a strong chance we're going to start to get the likes of Tom Bradshaw, um, Keithton Beld and uh, Ojo and, and, and Burke and players like that coming back into the, uh, in, into the, into the, into the lists, which crucially gives him the chance to change a game. So I think that was what I, what I took away from yesterday was it was, it was a solid, really competitive um, battle without, um, it needed some flair to light it up a little bit there, yeah. Steve, didn't it? And that's what yeah, we, think- we, we can't bring off the bench at the moment, mate. Yeah, the fact that obviously the only change he did make yesterday was to bring Lovelace on for the last twenty minutes. Yeah, Bury was on the bench, but I did, I did post the other day something along the lines of he had been out for a long time and he's played yeah. a lot of football in a short space in a short period after that. And obviously prior to that, all he'd played this season was League Two football. People seem to forget that. Obviously, he came back and hit the ground running, it's, he was never going to carry that on. He's still a young player. That wasn't going to be a week-in, week-out thing. I think Reading, he looked a bit off the pace, but Blackburn was definitely a game too far for him. Yeah, I'd agree so with that. Yeah. The fact that Zach got on instead of him yesterday probably tells you that Rowett's thinking about taking him out of the firing line for a little while, or maybe Not bad. he's fresh for midweek. I agree. I mean, I think we might see him start on, on um, well, at least play a part, maybe not start, but certainly play a part midweek. And I, th- I, I agree. I mean, both. I mean, Zach clearly a young man. He's sixteen. He's still still in in school age. Big old and lump for a sixteen year old, though. He certainly is. I mean, he must be an eating his um, Weetabix. Um, <laughs> he, he he is a big big boy. And I was I was I mean I was pleased to see him. Um, and I suppose circumstances force brave decisions out of managers, Steve, don't they? I mean, I, I thought Brian, this is a big occasion to throw a youngster into, isn't it? A full day. Yeah. Nil nil against a decent side. I mean, it's a Chris Wilder side. He's been right. I've just been reading before we started speaking some really nice words from Chris Wilder about. He seems to like the den. You know, I think he's a manager that responds to the um, the, the Millwall um, atmosphere, the battle, and all the rest of it. So it's a big arena to to throw a youngster into. But I thought Zach responded well. He, he seems to be a player that likes the uh, the tussle. I like yeah, the look of it. I mean, I, I, I cut the, so obviously I sit in Cold Blow Lane and I was noticed he's full of movement. That there's, he's always trying to make a run. Yeah. And I just think, yes, the, the, the through ball, that there was that, not even the final ball, the ball, I'll call it the ball before the final ball was, was sometimes lacking. Yeah. Where, so obviously, like I say, Zach was making runs, he was getting into good positions, but no one was seeming to look up and find, find his runs. But yeah, he's, he seems to, for, for a kid of his age, he seems to have enough about him to suggest that he's got a future. Um, the thing I liked was that I think I can't remember who their number six was, the centre half, but at one point he he 
I don't know whether it was more him time wasting than anything else, but he he threw him to the floor at one stage. Um, but <laughs> well, that that'll go a long way down the Dane's stage. Yeah, it? that really? Borough centre half, he wasn't small, so you're just wondering if part of that was him just play acting for a bit because the, let's face it, they had the ref they had the ref in their pocket yesterday. I well, I was going to mention the ref. Yeah, I mean, I mean, first half, I, I, I thought we we dodged a couple of bullets early. There was a, there was a free kick from distance that. I think Bart had it covered, Steve, but it touched the bar, didn't it? Um, yeah. and, and went over. Um, and then a couple of moments where, um, you know, they, they look, the, the seconds that kind of come and go where you think, oh, that, that might have gone in, in the net on another day. And there was that kind of brain freeze where Paul almost let the ball run past him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going in. I thought, what, what have we done here? Um, so, you know, it was, it was an evenly contested battle in the first half, but I, I thought, Borough probably would have felt they should have uh, were disappointed to not to have got something out of that half. Um, second half, we created more chances. I mean, we had the the couple of headers. There was a Murray Wallace header, wasn't there? That looped. Yeah, um, the one that hit the bar. Yeah, hit the top of the bar, and then there was that magnificent save. I mean, you got to take your, your your hat off to the goalkeeper for producing that save under under the um, top left hand corner from that was from Jake, I think, if memory serves. And then, of course, we were just speaking off air about um, Benning Afobe and that that shot that you know went over the bar. I mean, in real time, I thought that was that was our moment. If we were going to score, there it was. That was that was that was the moment. But unfortunately, it was just um, a foot too too uh, wide of the mark. Um, should we have, should we have battled more? In that? I mean, someone described that last twenty to fifteen minutes or so of the game. Where it went off the boil, Steve, as very rarity. You know, everyone was settling for a point, and I don't know. I go around in circles because I kind of I understand the need for there to be a, a Millwall um, big finish. I, I get that, and, and the three points would have been nice. That's that's for sure. But equally, as as he said, Rowett said in the, in the post match interviews, I think the, the the plan is to try and get through to the international break as intact as we can be, and then start to reintroduce some of these returning players from the from the medical lists you know um to be still in with a shout is, is some achievement from a season that was going nowhere really steve do you, do you yeah agree? i mean i think like you say he's alluded to it in a few interviews now that getting to the international break is is the main priority at the minute so i can see the black but the, i think it's more the blackburn one i can completely understand going up there and just yeah. trying to stay in the game and get a draw out of it but as you just said then i think yesterday it did it got to a, it got to a stage where you just felt both teams are going to settle for, they both settled for a point there was no when the ball no. went up to say 3 minutes added on it it didn't throw a rocket up either team. I don't think they just both thought right. Well, we'll, we'll play these three minutes out, and we've both got yeah. Call it quits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which you know, I, I also want to mention. I mean, Benigafobe is coming for some mentions online um, at times. His touch. I mean, I think that will always be a criticism of his game. I think he does. He does bring a certain kind of um, experience to the front line. Um, so, someone said we look a better team without him in the team. Do you do you subscribe to that, Steve? Do you think we are better with um, or without Benny? Obviously, he's another one that's just come. Well, you could say this about anyone. Just come back from injury. Um, yes. <laughs> so, obviously, I didn't think he'd done a great deal at Reading. Um, obviously, uh, Tuesday at Blackburn, he probably barely yeah. touched the ball. Um, I only I only watched the second half, and a lot of that was just us hoping it clear and it coming straight back the majority of the time. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough one. He's 
uh, he went through a stage and it was only a, a little stage where if you can find him with a ball over the top and he gets in behind, I think that's when he's at his best. But he's, we been, were, asked yeah. to, he's been asked to do a lot of hold-up play and I don't... He can win. No, that's a, not his natural a, game, Steve. No. Yeah, he can flick a he can flick a header on for someone to run onto, but it's not bringing the ball down to feet and finding other people. That's not really part of his game, I don't think. But yeah, his no. touch his touch does leave a lot to be desired sometimes, and his a lot of his shots he seems to snatch at as well. I mean, obviously the one yesterday, I, I'm I'm not saying for one second he snatched it out. That was a good chance, and it was quite close. But you get a lot of them in the box where it's just. One touch, you've got to hit it, bang, and it and it it will sky it most of the time. I suppose that's the difference between top quality, top draw, and yeah, players yeah. of less of less of lesser quality. I mean, we might as well be use the words plainly because you know when I got home, I put the um I put the Manchester United game on Cristiano Ronaldo at the age of thirty seven. Top top draw. I mean, I mean, but yeah. that's a different level. It's in moments like that where one man can drag a team to a victory they don't deserve. Um, and you know, I'm not putting Benick in the same sentence as <laughs> I suppose I am. I am putting well, him in the same have, sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <I> just have. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It just illustrates the, yeah. the, the the difference between the very best and and, and those that are decent. And I think Benick is a decent striker, but. Um, I, I do agree his, his touch eluded him at times yesterday, but I think I'd say the same for um, a lot of the of the, of the forward line yesterday. It was it was a tight game, and I think um, I, I think to some level we've got to acknowledge that Chris Wilder and Middlesbrough came with a game plan of their own to to yes, try and nullify us, Steve. Yeah. You know, I mean a nil nil. It was it was a decent crowd. It was it was near a full house. There was loads and loads of people in where I'm sitting. I'm, I'm, I get very um, defensively minded about my little bit of the stadium. There's loads of people sitting there and loads of kids all swarming all over the place. Yeah. You know? Great to see the den full up though, mate. You know, this this is this is what this is this is people moan about um, you know, day trippers and the rest of it. And I I get that because I'm a Millwall fan too and you know I've been around a long while, but that's the way the club will will progress and um, we might as well get used to it if we want want success, mate. How, how was it in the cold blow? It looked pretty full. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was it was it was more full than we're obviously used to. Um yeah. But yeah, no, I've been to think me and a mate were talking about this on our way down yesterday. It's always been this way. I mean, you remember in uh, the first season after we got promoted and we went on that big run. Yeah. I think we went for a sequence of a month uh, where every home game was a bit like yesterday. But, yeah. You know, you the same people that moan, we net, we net, you know, they don't want these day trippers down, will moan that we never spend any money. And certainly, like, and <laughs> on the flip Or we can only afford betting a phobie. Yeah, I mean, if you want. <laughs> If you want money to be spent, you need bums on seats, pretty much. That's gonna. That's part of it. Um, Absolutely. And also, I mean, the other thing really with yesterday, which um, I take, I applaud the club. Um, it's a kids for a quid day because there was loads and loads. Yeah. It looked like school parties. It looked like clubs had organised their kids up, up in block one. And it was full up. It ain't normally full up, listeners. You know, it's normally me with um, a, a kind of exclusion zone around the nutcase that talks to himself. Um but you know, there's lots of kids there, and that's that's good. I, I thought one one little boy showed up with his football club. I thought he's wearing got a Paris shirt on. He was it turned out to be a Barcelona shirt, so I forgave him <laughs> and his Barcelona shirt on because he'd gone to the football. But this is the way the club will plant the seed of Millwall in people's heads, Steve. So it's it's got to be done. I mean, you, you moan all you like online, but it's it's the way that the club will 
develop in the future. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it's people all, like all I mean, obviously myself. I take my little girl down there. Yeah, I've it, seen that. Yeah. yeah. There's, it's, but then, like you say, not not everyone's going to do that. So you need to, yeah, sort of rely on these these clubs bringing groups yeah. of kids down, and even if they bring a group of ten and two of them ten leaves the den that day thinking I want to come back here that's like you say that's how the fan base continues to grow and you get more people through the door in the future it would have been a rounded education for me as a kid to have gone to a football match and heard the the F and the C word constantly <laughs> like we knocked our head up in the West Upper yesterday so I don't know what they made of that whether they'll come back like I hope they will do I don't know the kids caught the electricity of the game um, I mean, onwards to, to Huddersfield midweek now, Steve. Um, another big game. I mean, they're all big games, really, aren't they? Ten games to go in the season now. We are three points away from Luton, who, as you said already, they're playing later. I think they're playing Queen's Park Rangers, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm probably going to watch that. I might not. Yeah, um, and the Sheffield United also on 57. So, you know, it's a very tight, tight spread of... Um, well, about six or well, actually, it's, it's about yeah, six, seven sides that are in, in the mix. Um, and we're playing Huddersfield, who are third in the table. So, a huge game on on Wednesday night, um, a game with the same squad. So, um, I suppose there's a certain amount of containment from yesterday from the Rarick point of view to you know try and at least take something to to bring to the table on, on, on Wednesday night because it's going to be another, it should be another huge atmosphere actually at the den because it's equally as big yeah. a game as yesterday was, mate, wasn't it? I mean, the other good thing about it, I, I, I won't laugh, breathe a sigh of relief Friday when their manager got manager in a month. Yeah, that's um, right, it's normally a curse, isn't it? Yeah, but well, then I watched them Friday night and um, they went to nil up and I thought, oh, obviously not going to happen tonight. Switched it off and then five minutes after I switched it off, it was too old. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is that is going to be a big game. I think they're something like 17 or 18 games unbeaten in the league. But we are the sort of teams that like to end runs like that. So, and like you say, yeah, I mean, if we'd have had a, a lesser opponent yesterday, we might have gone for it more. Yeah, went, I know what you mean. Expended more from the tank yesterday. Um, yeah. But as it is, we've got two big games. Stoke away next Saturday isn't going to be easy either. No, it's not. No. But no, as no. Rowett has said, it is just about getting through to the international break. And hopefully in that couple of weeks, Obviously, the players that, because you think we've probably only really in the last seven or eight games used a core group of 13, 14 players and they've all featured heavily in them games. So, even to get them that two-week break will probably be valuable to them as it is to getting players back who have been out for a while. Absolutely. I mean, one thing I do want to take my hat off to is the squad, uh, the team that took the field yesterday and and the, and the squad involved in yesterday's game because they left nothing out there, Steve. I mean, it was, it was yeah. maximum maximum effort and you know some of on online have said about yeah we could have gone for it should have gone for it i think rao actually mentioned that in one of his interviews how he said that he toyed with changing it um trying to open up the game but that possibly gives away the one point that we've got in hand and you know and gives them two more and there's still a lot of football to go steve yeah. and there's, there's 10 games to go so there's a lot of football still to be played and I think a lot of drama yet to come because, um, you know, we, we came close yesterday, but unfortunately just not. I mean, one thing I was going to say is I, I, yeah. thought, I think in the last half an hour, Jed went very quiet yesterday. Um, but yeah. I'll go, I'm almost on a loop here. He's just come back from injury as well. So you, you don't know how much 
how tired he was yesterday, but yeah, he didn't seem at it as he normally would be, especially no. especially with like you say, an iron sold out then. I was um I was also interested. I mean, Jed, you're right. Um also Scott Malone um apparently was ill overnight the night uh, Friday, Saturday morning. Um wasn't very well, but played because I suppose he's such an essential link in, in the side. Mm. And no one else, no one else is there with no, him. No one else, I suppose you know. I mean, about him yesterday. but yeah, you could tell he was, he was, his touch was a bit leggy yesterday. Um, he had that moment, one, he had a chance to fail to him, Steve. In the second yeah. half, yeah, that um, the ball just got away from him. So, I think the players are, are, are playing on empty at the moment. So, um, well done for them yesterday because you know, it was, it was a nil nil draw, and you could argue that we could have done better, but I think that. These were serious opponents, and um, you know, as you say, you've said already, Steve. We've got two big games: Huddersfield and then Stoke away, which is no, no um, easy, easy game. Final, I just want to, I just want to um, criticise that referee. I think he got overwhelmed with the occasion yesterday. Um, five, was it four yellow cards in the first half and five? Yeah, I mean, all? I said I think we had three in the first sixteen or seventeen minutes. Yeah, and I turned to I turned to my brother, and I was like, I could see there'd been a red card in this game. Well, I thought he, one of us, would, one of ours, was yeah, go but especially I think Ballard and Cooper were two of them three. Um, yeah, but yeah, luckily in the end, it it didn't get that bad. But the I thought the linesman, I think he gets too much for them, Steve. I thought, he, I thought he was shocking as well. I mean, after after a quarter of an hour, I just stopped appealing for stuff where where it was on yeah. his side because you knew we weren't going to get it. I, I think they just get overwhelmed with the, um, the you know the, the vortex that is the den on big game day because you know I think it just be they I think some referees and the linesmen I suppose want to have this thing they want to show they're not influenced by the the very thing that they are influenced by um, because yeah. they they're, they're responding to it they're not not keeping a cool head and not calling it as they see it they they I don't know they're they're, they're getting carried away. I with think the, there was the there was another one. In the first half, where that Balogun, the lad from Arsenal, yeah, he's got himself into the penalty area, and he's basically he's there's a bit of contact, it's minimal. He's but gone he's down, though, yeah. himself to the floor, thinking, "Well, the yeah. ref's given us everything here, so yeah. I'll try it." And as much as I was, I got up out my seat and basically told him very kindly to get himself back up. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> in in the back of your head, you think you wouldn't have even been shocked if the ref pointed to the spot. Um, Not yesterday. It was no, that bad no. at times from him yesterday. I think it's that syndrome where they decide they're they're not gonna they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be the ones that aren't influenced by the den, but they are still whether they yeah. like it or not. Um, there we are, Steve. Huge thank you, mate. Sunday morning, taking time out. I really appreciate your time today. It's good to no talk worries, to you again. We'll, we'll do this again soon. We've got ten games to go, so um, I'm looking forward to hopefully having um, a more um, you know open attacking game to talk about and then maybe a few goals. I don't think we've talked about a goal, you and me, yet on our... On our um, well, I know we haven't talked about a win. Um, we haven't talked about a win. <laughs> well, I'm saving that one up in that case. Yeah, yeah, we'll try, we'll try and get a crucial one, yeah. <laughs> Good to talk to you, Steve. Many thanks for coming on the show, mate. I appreciate and it. And you, mate. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Achtung, Mailball. Well, I hope that you've all got your breaths back after what was... A much better nil-nil than we saw earlier on in the week for Millwall. Um, a really, really full-blooded game between two sides that you know looked like they can definitely break into the top six. I thought you know a lot of people will comment about the referee, and I think it was quite loose refereeing at the first first half, at least. You know, giving yellow cards for Millwall and not necessarily for Borough. But beyond that, 
the Lions did really well, contained contained Middlesbrough really well. Um, Trevonia's free kick was probably the only time they looked like scoring, realistically. Um, for Millwall, it's all about that save from Lumley. Uh, I think it was from Jake Cooper's header late on in the second half, which is you know arguably going to be one of the saves of the season. To get that high, to tip it over the bar, is an absolutely wonderful save and killer for, for Millwall fans. Um, but to go seven unbeaten and to not concede again, another clean sheet is, is excellent for Millwall. I think Huddersfield on Wednesday is potentially a season-defining game. Um, they haven't lost since November, which will be a very, very tough test for Millwall to get something from that game. A draw might be okay to keep them in it, but really you want to see a win. So the games are coming thick and fast. All eyes on the January break, or on the January, on the March international break, should I say. And go from there, really. Millwall well, well within the playoff reach now and are looking like a, a side that can do something special. So come on, you Lions. Let's keep it going. Keep the unbeaten run going. And who knows where we'll be, where we'll be looking in May. Well... Here we go, dear listeners, Harry Warren here with my thoughts post-Middlesbrough. Um, I don't really know how to think about that. Um, I thought we were defensively solid. I thought the referee made it a lot about him, a very Mike Dean-esque performance. But it's a point gained, but I think the limitations of the injured squad were highlighted um, later on in the game. A phobia has the glorious chance. We hit the bar. We have a fantastic save by made by their goalkeeper from a header from a corner. He brings Lovelace on, who for me looked very very promising. Um, and the more that I see of him, the more happy I am. Um, and also, I think. Rowett kind of missed the trick by not bringing Bury on even for 10, 15 minutes just for a pressing element. Um, and then when the chance does fo- fall to Benikafobi, he blazes over the bar. Um, and that is why Benikafobi is not for me in terms of keeping past the end of this season if we want to go forward. Because um, I think he'll demand too much in terms of wages for what he delivers. He's okay. Some games he's good, some games he's bad. So all in all, I'd say he's average and therefore not any better than kind of what we've got So um, for the money that he will cost. So it's another point gained. We'll see how we go. If we manage to win on uh, on Wednesday night now, we'll go again. We'll see what we do. be interesting to see um, what, what we're able to do squad-wise if anyone comes back in. But... To be fair, the defence played really, really well to have four of them, four Millwall players booked inside the first half hour. To not get anyone sent off was was a tribute to their decision-making. I thought the referee was poor for both sides, but especially us. Um, and I don't really like to comment on, on refereeing performances, but I thought it was abysmal. Um, and, you know, it, it, it did seem that he wanted to play, put every... 50-50 to his mouth and give a free kick. He overruled his linesman in the first half. So it shows what he thinks of that. Um, but yeah, all in all, a nil-nil, a point gained maybe. We'll see what we do against Huddersfield on Wednesday. Come on, you lines. Dobre Virtue listeners, Jerry Scalak here. 
Um, got home at a very good time following that nil-nil uh, draw against Middlesbrough at home today. Um, interesting game to talk about. Um, one that was quite rip-roaring without a lot of chances for either side. Um, I think Middlesbrough came to win the game today. Um, they need points if they're going to get in the top six, um, as do we, if that's still you know, our ambition and our hope. So them playing that way actually, you know, opened up the game and meant there was a bit of space and, and you know, we tried to attack and, and I think were positive and, and did try and win the game. That said, there wasn't many clear-cut chances. Um, their best chance happened from a free kick where they hit the bar in the first half and, you know, our, our chances really came in the second half where we have two corners, um, as always with Millwall at the moment, we look dangerous from... Um, you know, hit the bar and a good save. And then, you know, towards the end, phobe fashions a nice chance for himself and then just hits it over the bar. Um, really poor composure from him. But, you know, I thought that it was a strange refereeing performance today. I mean, he had so many books, basically. Uh, I think our whole, look, I think four of the five of the our back line in the first half. And then Jed Wallace getting booked for, um, you know, telling the linesman to get some binoculars, which kind of amused me. I mean, you know, just uh, we'll talk about by the book. And then funnily enough, he did let quite a lot go in the second half, that ref in the end, because I think he realised what a muppet he was in the first half. But, you know, I think, you know, I've got to give credit to the Lions. You know, as I say, we're down to the bare bones. We still did huff and puff and try to win the game, but we just missed that really composed forward you know, I wonder if Tom if Tom Bradshaw was fit today, uh, we may well have won that game one nil. Um, but it is what it is. It's nil nil. You know, I think we we really tried hard today. We tried to win the game. It you know we played at a good tempo. It wasn't slow. It wasn't lumbersome. We tried to create chances, and that's all you can ask is effort, commitment, and trying to win the game. We did. In the end, it was nil nil, um, and that's the way it goes sometimes. On to Huddersfield on Wednesday, a game that if we do have hopes to uh, progress up the table, really important we we uh, we win that game. But as I say, there's no pressure on Millwall. None of us expect really to get sixth. Uh, if we do, it will be incredible. If we don't, at this stage, uh, after this run of form, it will be, you know, we gave it a go, but we didn't tr- quite get there. Anyway, on to Wednesday. Enjoy your evenings. Come on, you lines. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, the action Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 